What's the catch? You work for us. Who's us? The CIA. We're going to train you to kill bad guys. And since you've already killed one, it shouldn't be too difficult. What makes you think I want to do it again? You seem like the type. You'd be part of an elite unit, a CR program. You'd exist in the gray. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. The fact that those jumper cables were hooked to that guy's cheeks. Andy, was that a pun? Because it's handgun. How well can you go? This isn't fair. We don't have basements in Florida. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. That's right. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to sidetrack our whole podcast here for just a second because this is too funny of a story not to to even go here. And I'm going to introduce our guest here in just a second. But I have to say this now. Andrew, you remember when we did the Cowboys and Aliens episode, I kept commenting how your voice was just so sexy and that you were sounding like Samuel the whole time. Uh, I really just I was flattered and I didn't want to say anything, but I'd been working on it. You know, I'd been, uh, well, I'd here, been smoking a little bit and, and drinking some whiskey. Well, here's uh, the really funny I'm part. Just kidding. I hadn't really. Somehow I accidentally activated some kind of filter on your channel. So the whole night when I was listening to you, you literally were modulated lower than you normally sounded. You know what this is like? It's like when someone uses a filter on Snapchat and then you see them without the filter and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. That's that's how I feel right now. I feel like you you really, really enjoyed what you were hearing. And so. then once you realized <laughs> that it wasn't, you were like, oh, God, it's just. It's well, just the funny part is, is that because of the way the audio worked in the intro, when you say the greater good, that's with the modulation on. And then the rest of the episode is just your normal voice. But I mean, it yeah. was, it is a different voice. I wish I'd have pulled a clip. I wish I'd have pulled a clip just, uh, just so you can hear it. I should have done it, but I'm behind. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. It was just too funny not to, to tell you that. All right. Here I was thinking I had a, a future being like a, you know, a voiceover actor uh, for Sam Elliott. I mean, you do, but like what I was listening to was very different. So <laughs> this is episode 408. And tonight we're talking about the gray man. Uh, this is a brand new movie and I'm very excited to talk about this movie with you. Speaking of you, I am Sean Ard and joining me tonight is Andrew is not allowed to chew bubblegum here. Jimison. I thought the gray man was in the Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's Gandalf the gray. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Wasn't, uh, wasn't it with Liam Neeson and a wolf or something? That's the gray. And I think that's spelled with an E, isn't it? Oh, well, there was a guy in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Is that who we're talking about? Oh, that's Dorian Gray. Okay. Sorry. No, this one's and about my- that hospital show with that, that girl and her last name's Gray. <laughs> exactly. Gray's anatomy. No, yeah. It's about that X-Men character. What was it? She's got the psychic powers. Uh, uh, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. I couldn't think of her name. <laughs> I thought we were pausing for suspense. But no, I couldn't think of her name for a second. We're just geriatric millennials. Yeah, the, the geriatric millennials. We're going to bring that back up. No, yeah, no, the, the bit was lost only because 
uh, I recently uh, was on an episode of another show and we did the movie Nightcrawler and the Twitter feed that I'm in, they were upset because the movie is not about Nightcrawler. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> they, I'm like, no, it's actually a really good movie though. You should check it out. Uh, those are strange voices. Well, who are those voices? I am here to tell you those voices are Matt. Never throw a loaded gun. Howdy, howdy. And Lauren, that's a really interesting way to get a manicure from the Hops Geeks Geek News Podcast. I said that wrong. Hops Geek News Podcast. There we go. I got to say it right. It's always a tongue twister. Yeah. Hey, hey. So welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is very awesome. No, thank you for having us. It's uh, really exciting, especially talking about this movie with two hunky gentlemen and uh, Andrew, your voice, it's its very beautiful. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I'm he's talking about. I'm a little disappointed. About. I really like seeing Elliot's voice. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll try to do my best. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need any voice modulation. You sound great. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. I can already tell. We're already flirting with each other. It's awesome. Uh, so yeah, 2022's The Gray Man just came out. It was in theaters for a little bit, but it's a Netflix original. Uh, I think it holds the record for being the highest budgeted Netflix movie, right? This is close to like a $200 million movie, if I if I remember correct. Or more, actually. Yeah. And I can tell. I mean, there's not a lot of CGI or anything in this movie, but this movie is a two hours of action, nonstop, good gracious, balls to the wall blow up a lot of cars and stuff like that. So, uh, and it's also directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, the Russo brothers, the gentlemen behind Avengers Endgame, infinity war, civil war and, uh, winter soldier. So these guys know how to do some action. Yeah. Yeah. So Andrew, tell people what is the gray man? When the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. It's almost too wordy. but I, I was getting ready to say there's a lot of words in there. Yeah. Uh, it's almost a joke that we complain about the, the, uh, the Netflix read, but that's fine. So before I go, I was accurate either on Netflix. Like you can have a show in the descriptions like, well, that is not what this episode is about, but nice try. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's been suggested to me that I should write them myself, but it almost is a little bit of comic relief just reading them. And also it's one less thing that I have to do is what it ultimately comes down to because I'm lazy. (laughs) But what I should have done beforehand, and I apologize, is I should have given uh, Matt and Lauren an opportunity to tell us about their podcast. Uh, I usually do that before the read, but because I'm not good at this, I forgot. So please tell us about your podcast so that we know who you are. Um, so like you mentioned before, yes, we're Hops Geek News. We're actually a spinoff of Hops News. Um, so what Hops News is, is it's a podcast focusing on beer. We have a lot of like local breweries will come on and talk. We've had molsters. We've had um, all sorts of people in the beer industry come on. And Matt and I would consistently, when we first started, go off on tangents about quote unquote geek related things. Like one day we started arguing about the Game of Thrones ending or we went off on a tangent about Wolverine. And so the guy who runs the beer one was like, you guys should do a spinoff and then you guys can do whatever you want. 
and we've been doing this. We just hit two years. Um, you know, like many people, we started podcasting during COVID, uh, but we've continued to do it. I think we've released a podcast every week, except maybe once when he was deployed and out of town and we lost an episode and we've been having a great time. I mean, we, we, every week we do recent news and then we'll have a main topic. It could be anything from why Die Hard's a Christmas movie to the comic book origin of a movie that's about to come out. Like we're going to do She-Hulk next week and we're just going to talk comic book origin before the show comes out. Um, and basically we talk about anything that we enjoy talking about that our significant others may not enjoy talking about. And we do it while we're drinking a good local craft beer. Nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed. You did like a two or three part series on, on Star Wars. Uh, oh yeah, Star Wars Month, baby. Yeah, and I was uh, I was very li- interested in listening to that, especially the, the episode. I can't remember who your guest was, but he's a guest that I've had on, uh, who was talking about primarily the time between Episode three and Episode four. So talking about Clone Wars. Well, Clone Wars is mostly in between two and three, but it spans a little bit into. Uh, but Clone Wars and Rebels and then Rogue One and Solo. So you spent like a whole two hours just about that time period. And it was a really fun episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. There's a there's a lot to talk about there. So Yeah. There, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. I could do a two-hour episode on just Rebels. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> we had to limit it to just this month. So next next May, we'll probably dive into like Star Wars Month Part 2. Because you can seriously, you could write yeah. an entire novel multiple about just one section. Yeah. Well, and there's so much content coming out too with the books and the comics as well. Like we're both actively reading different comics and books that they're claiming to be canon and part of everything. So, I mean, yeah, Star Wars is like Marvel. It's just never ending. There's so much content. Well, it's, you know, owned by the same people and they want that money. So. And I give them every penny I can. Yeah. So tangent here, my son brought this up to me today and I don't know whether he is making this up if he heard this somewhere or I don't know. Speaking of Marvel and star Wars, he said that there was a plan originally to put Luke Skywalker somewhere in the multiverse in the MCU as some sort of, you know, kind of like how Pixar puts a little hints of other Pixar movies in there. Ah. I don't know where he heard this and I, he couldn't tell me, but he swears up and down. That's a thing. And I, I'm pretty sure he's just lying, but <laughs> Star Wars does exist in the Marvel universe, though, because you have yeah, yeah. obviously you know Spider-Man, so the, but the Death do, yeah. Star, yeah, the yeah. movies do, yeah, and so yeah, you even see an Internals. I think there's a Star Wars book. So in that regard, yeah, but yeah, I love how Pixar does that. They do the little Easter eggs for the next movie, so you don't even yeah. know until later. Yeah, right. It would be kind of interesting, like they do some kind of weird multiverse thing, and like there's people over there fighting lightsabers and they just, you know, like, like keep it super small. It you be know. a hero con. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like also Star Trek exists too, right? Because even in civil, yeah. in not civil war, but in winter soldier, when, you know, Chris Evans pulls out his little notebook, he, you know, yeah. he, he's written, I, there, there is a funny joke though in that movie when, when they go to meet, uh, uh, Zola, who's the computer now. Right. And she makes the comment of, do you want to play a game? And then she says, it's from a movie. And he goes, yeah, I've seen it. And it's like, wait a minute. You watched war games before Star Trek or Star Wars? Like, <laughs> Captain America, what are you doing? Who's ever in charge of your movie list is is messed up. Awful. Uh, speaking of Chris Evans, though, he is in this movie. Uh, this movie that we're now going to talk about, The Gray Man. 
And uh, we all have our five-word reviews. Uh, I'll, I'll say this real quick. Again, directed by the Russo brothers. The last movie that I watched that they didn't, they didn't direct, but they produced, and we loved, the three of us loved, was Extraction. The oh, Extraction? Yeah. Or oh, extraction. that's a really good movie, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really loved it. I mean, it's probably my favorite straight-to-streaming thing I've seen. I can't think of anything better than it right now. Right. Um, and I love what they did. It just feels like they're constantly, these brothers are constantly pushing the bounds of the technology when it comes to making the movie. Obviously I'm not talking about like crazy CGI stuff, but like an extraction going from inside a car to outside a car. And that that's a 12 minute one take. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. to go from indoors to outdoors is hard, let alone into cars and out of cars and, it's just so well done. And there's only, they film it so that there's no cuts. There's two cuts in that long scene and you kind of have to really look for them, but it's so well done. And it, so when I was watching this movie, I was looking for whatever the next thing was going to be. And we're going to get into it. It was the drone work in this movie. I was so impressed. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you're bringing this up because I feel like drones are like the new way to shoot films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 going to be a lot more of that. So, Andrew, yeah. why don't you lead off with your five-word review? Well, you know, Sean, um, it's funny that that you brought up everything you just brought up. Okay. Because my first five-word review is this. Is it actually is, is it actually five words? Yeah. Oh, what is this, like week week six in a row? It is, yeah. I'm, uh, Extraction was much, much better. Okay. <laughs> there's there's number one. Uh, number two, eh, but cool camera work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's funny that you just had that conversation because those are both of my five-word reviews. Um, and, uh, yeah, those, those drones were uh, – at, at one point, though, Toward the end, I did feel myself thinking, "Okay, enough with the enough with that shot." Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I think it was where the drone goes under the bridge, and then it like sweeps up to show the the, the castle, uh, the castle. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, we've seen you do that shot now about five times. It's really cool, but okay, enough of that. Um, this story, I don't know this story. I know this is a book. I think right. I don't this, know. Uh, I don't know. I think, it, I think I read that somewhere on IMDb that this is based on a, a novel uh, because there were some uh, some Karens, and I say that because my wife's name is Karen, uh, complaining that the the movie is not as good as the book. So um, if you have read this book, then good for you. But I have not, and I I don't I can't compare it. Um, but the uh, the story I thought was fine and just not necessarily one we've seen before, but we have seen before in certain ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the fight, the fight scenes, this act, this is like you said earlier, this is like packed with action from mm-hmm. start to finish. And I, I do appreciate that because it does keep you interested in what's going on visually. It's like, Ooh, piece candy. Ooh, piece candy. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, you know, that's that's kind of how it keeps you involved. But as far as uh, aside from the action, I don't know that I would enjoy this movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
the uh, the the first drone shot that I really paid a, a lot of attention to was when they were fighting and the fireworks were going off. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was so awesome. Um, and then there there were some other really cool visual effects that were used. I think there was a scene where I can't remember exactly what was happening, but there were there was a gun on the floor. Um, and the the camera was focused on the gun, and there was so much action and fighting going around the gun. But you just you you hear it and you know it's happening. But all you're drawn to is the picture of that gun there on the ground, um, and wondering what's going to happen next. So there's some really clever um, visual work and camera work that make this film enjoyable, uh, along with the action. But there are some issues we can talk about later as we go. All right. Okay. Uh, Matt. All right. Well, I got absolutely corny and fun filled because I feel the opposite. I know that this movie was cheesy. Chris Evans is hamming it up. He knows what movie he is in. Ryan Gosling plays this awkward, badass straight man so perfectly that it's like, it feels almost like an eighties action hero in a, in a way but the the whole movie just felt fun. It didn't take itself too seriously, I felt, which is what I want in a movie that is two hours of breakneck, just nonstop action sequences. Because some of my favorite movies of all time are 80s action movies. And this kind of makes me think back to those where it's it doesn't take itself seriously. The plot isn't so over convoluted that there's some sort of crazy thing going on. It's It's pretty simple overall. And I thought the actors all played their parts to perfection. Um, you have Anna de Amas. She, she does that kind of tries to be a hero, but gets caught in the gray area. She does that perfectly. Like I said, Chris Evans is hamming it up like no other, his villain phase I'm here for. And then yeah. Ryan Gosling is just very, he's dry humor. It, it brings you in and just the action. And I got to mention too the camera work, like you said, like, the drones, the, the way that we're using drones now to shoot films, there are times that it feels like it's a Disney ride. You know, if you've ever been uh -huh. in Universal for Harry Potter, you kind of feel like you're weaving and diving through. This is a movie that I think would have worked really well in IMAX with those shots. So it's a shame that it was Netflix released only. But I had fun, man. I, I really did. I didn't go in thinking that I was going to be best movie ever and I had no expectations. So I think that's kind of why I was like, this is. I'm good with this. I think this was better than Extraction. I'll say it. All right. Hey, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Lauren? What about your five? I'm waiting for his five-word review. Oh, I did. I did five. Oh. My first five was, I can't remember what I said now. It was like absolutely <laughs> corny and action-filled or something like that. I let off with my five. That was my oh, five. Oh, I just thought you were saying that and you just kept going. God, you okay. just don't listen. To, I really feel like you just don't listen to me. <laughs> Are we going to have to have a, we, did you guys come here for an intervention? Is that why we're here? Oh, I feel under we're looking for other partners that we can break up our own. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> this is actually an interview. Nice. Ugh. Well, we've, we've not had Sam here for so long that it's, uh, you know, it, it feels like, it feels natural. We just have a, uh, you know, one of you guys yeah. can just slide into his seat. I'm sure he'll brush off the crumbs. It's fine. I'm kind of worried Perfect. about him. Big um, guy. Listen. So my five word review for this movie, and I'll keep it PG is, uh, Chris Evans is America's a-hole. 
I <laughs> loved him in this movie. Yeah. It was so fun to see Captain America be not just the bad guy, but be completely psychotic and unhinged. Um, but I also agree, though. I, I, the fighting scenes are what made the movie. The storyline was lagging. And they focused too much on the fighting. The fighting was phenomenal. It was beautifully choreographed fighting. Um, but there, it was similar to like you were saying with the drone work. There was almost too much of a good thing. And it came at the expense, I felt, of the story. And so I was happy that you had said that because Matt and I talked a little bit about this movie before. And he, you know, absolutely loved it. And I did very much so enjoy it. But I just felt like, well... I need more story. The characters were fantastic. I was invested mm-hmm. in the characters. Um, the one girl who's Colleen from Iron Fist, I didn't know if she was like morally compromised, if she was good, if she was bad. I loved seeing in the end that she was not the greatest person because she is, has such a moral compass in Iron Fist. But she kept questioning if what they were doing was the right thing. But she was thinking strategically. She wasn't thinking morally. And we didn't know that until the end. I loved her character. Um, I just... Yeah, I, and if they're going to do a sequel, I'm hoping we'll get more from that. And, um, you know, was mentioned, oh, the book was better. It probably was, but I also feel like when people say that, and I've said that about stuff too, they're also like, hey, 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 I read the book. <laughs> so I also feel like that's a little nod. But I, you know, overall, I like this movie. I haven't seen Extraction. I've seen parts of it because my husband watched it. And so it was like I walked in. That's the one with Chris Hemsworth, right? Yeah. 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 So I need to go back and watch that from beginning to end. It was one of those, like my husband's watching in the living room and I saw parts. So I never sat down and watched the whole thing. That's fair. It's, it's, it's worth the watch. It's a little bit shorter. I I think that as far as, as far as plot goes, it's a simpler movie than this. Uh I mean, it's like, there's a kid, he needs to be extracted. Let's go get him. Yeah, I saw that part. Like that's it. Yeah, that's, like that's, that's literally all it is. Yeah. That's just the oh, plot. So I saw the whole movie then. I yeah. watched like twenty minutes. All it's, right, perfect. It's like Die Hard in India. I mean, that's just yeah. what it is. It's yeah. just it's Die Hard in India. Only it's Chris Hemsworth being awesome, and yeah, that's some good stuff. Badass. Yeah, 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 yeah. badass. I will say so that it's a Christmas I, I, movie. Yes. <laughs> yes, in <laughs> India. And now I will say that I agree with both of you about. Um, uh, Chris Evans, like this in uh, Knives Out, you know, that's the first oh, time yeah. we kind of get a glimpse of him as a villain in a, in a villain role or villainous role. Yeah, Corny um, would argue Scott Pilgrim versus the world is the yeah, first time. Oh, yeah, I know, but <laughs> man, honestly, he's a little for- forgettable uh, in my opinion there. But um, because we get him as Captain America for so long, we're we're used to the the good boy image. And I love the fact that actors in general are willing to say, I will not be typecasted and I'm going to do something different. And as a matter of fact, uh, if you read the trivia, he was up to play the lead role of this film and turned it down to be the villain. Uh, because, uh, he, I love it even more now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of cool that you said that. Yeah. I feel like that works. That really Mm -hmm. just works for both characters. I, it fell in a perfect place because, I, I want to live in the world that Chris Evans is just hamming it up in like this cartoon villain where he's just twirling his mustache in the corner. Like anytime he did anything in this movie, I'm just picturing him twirling his mustache <laughs> like a fifties cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah, we had mentioned it on our show too. I'm like, yeah, he could have tied somebody to the train tracks. Like it was just with, with a lit thing of dynamite ready to go. Like he really was just anything goes. And then the fact that his first scene too is he's torturing somebody and it's like a hobby. 
Right. Yeah. He's pulling fingernails off Billy Bob Thornton, but at the same time, you're like, I'm kind of here for the comedic factor in some weird way. Like, is this funny? Is like, what's happening here? Yeah. Yeah, the the fact that those jumper cables were hooked to that guy's cheeks. Yeah. That that just (laughs) kind of made me laugh. Like every torture scene we've ever seen, it's always been somebody shirtless and they're like shocking them in the chest or whatever. But to see it on someone's cheeks, I was like all right, this is kind of funny. <laughs> that, that just looked painful, like just that part, right? Like, just take these things mm-hmm. off my face. I'll tell you what you want to know. <laughs> uh, and just even was a scene where he grabbed like Billy Bob Thornton's just ear. Yeah. And he's like, that's not even torture. I don't remember what yeah, he yeah, said. Yeah, I just made that up on the spot. I just made it up on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's like a mom move, like back in like, well, he, like the twisted. He was like grabbing and twisting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because, like, in the moment as I'm watching, I even thought, is that a thing that people like? Is that a thing That's that what they, I was thinking. Like, is that what they teach you in the CIA to to twist their ears? That seems that does seem strange. I just want to know I how wanna, he didn't get blisters on his heels with those shoes. I mean, you didn't <laughs> see socks. He's so. doing them in like yacht shoes the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's being like very active in in shoes. I mean, even if he has socks on, they're not covering his heel properly to prevent a blister. Look, uh, we saw him run downtown Brooklyn in barefoot in Captain America. Okay, those feet are made for running. That's right. Those are America's feet. That's <laughs> right. Those are America's feet. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, my five word review is a CIA. So that's like I have to make that one word. So CIA yes. assassin grows a conscience. So that's one. Mm-hmm. And then my second one was fun action plus evil Evans. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I had a good time. Evans. I like that. Yeah. I had such a good time with this movie. I, I too went in this with very little expectations. Uh, what I'd seen a little bit on Twitter was, eh, it's fine. It's okay. But usually when I see that, that usually means that I know that I'm going to like it. And if someone goes, this movie is excellent, then I know I'm probably not going to like it. It's just, I'm not trying to be contrarian. It's just kind of how it is. Just kind of the way it works out. I had a good time with this movie. I had such a good time. Evans, you're right. Like We've already said it. He has just hammered it up. Almost all of the clips that I have of this movie are him saying things because it's just funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, he just had all the... I mean, Ryan Gosling probably only has... I mean, it feels like he only has like 10 lines of dialogue in the whole movie. It just... He doesn't talk a lot. But like you said, what he does is super dry in his delivery. Like basically... He's still kind of playing the character from uh, Blade Runner 2049. Or yes. Whatever. Like yes. he's very stoic, very dry, confident in his abilities to kill anyone he needs to. And then just, but still has enough wit wit and humor to do a little bit of give and take. You know, like at the end when Chris Evans like, you know what I'm thinking? And he goes, that you overshared. You know, like that's a quick response. Yes. Like that's a funny yeah. response. Yeah. And and there's multiple times of that in this movie where I really liked it. You know, like when they're on the phone and he goes, you know what? I've decided that I don't like you. You know, just just things like that. It's just really kind of fun and clever. But we've we've all we've all mentioned it, the fight scenes. I mean, this movie opens. Um, well, it opens obviously in the prison where he's being recruited. And then we we get to this scene and I guess it's China. So the Russo brothers are doing what we always ask of, especially in this podcast. Show me something new. Obviously, we've seen fight scenes. 
but we've never seen a fight scene in the middle of a fireworks launcher bay. Yes. Like, how cool is that? And the fact that they got turned into weapons, right? The bad guy from, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier gets shot mm-hmm. in the face. With a, well, yeah, you're sitting there like somebody's going to get yeah. hit in the face. You, you, that anticipation of somebody's catching a firework, right? Yeah. Yeah. He gets hit in the face with a firework. And then there was a lot of that kind of thing. A lot of fire damage, right? Because Evans got shot yeah. in the back by a flare gun. Yes. <laughs> I mean. That was hilarious. They kept shooting the flare gun. Uh, I have to say this. It was a handgun. Nope. That's not the right one. Wait, what? <laughs> it was a handgun. What? Was, was it a handgun, Sean? But was it a handgun? <laughs> Aren't all handguns handguns if they're in your hands? <clears throat> That's weird. Like I don't know why I have that. Like clips is is labeled Breakfast Club flare gun, but she says handgun. I don't know. So oh. how many of you did? Okay, so when he threw the gun and he says nobody throws a loaded gun, I assumed that that gun was gonna then be. Picked up and shoot Evans with it. Like, was anybody else expecting that? No, you don't throw a loaded gun. It oh, was, at the right, at the end, the whole thing that it was like he's like, of course it's not loaded, and he was messing with him because nobody does that, but that other girl did that. So he, it was. I thought that was going to be a whole thing. I I felt like maybe the Russo brothers were like messing with us. Like, okay, this is what you're going to be expecting because we said this before because he straight up threw the gun. Well, we it's see like, oh, him. We see him empty the gun, right? We see him empty it, and he throws it. And then that's when Evans is like, "I meant with the bullets." And he goes, "No one throws a loaded gun." I did, but kind I of, figured there was one bullet left in there or something. Well, that you, he like, did yeah, you see of him hand or something. I did think you're not wrong. I actually thought maybe he had a magazine like in his pocket, so like when they're fighting in the water, he was gonna find the gun and then uh, reload pick it. it up. Something like that, that. Would have been like very classic trope, right? Like I feel like that's what yes. they were wanting you to think because the classic trope is there's obviously a bullet or something and then that's going to come into play. Right, it's but be they a did a great job. Line. Yeah, they did a great job being like, nope, he's just very against throwing loaded weapons. Yeah. <laughs> but then the ending. I mean, let's let's talk about the ending. Like they're they're he having consistent. He was well, he was consistent. So they're having the fist fight, right? And um, at first. Gosling is just 100% in control. I mean, it's not it, like it doesn't look like it's going to be a fair fight. And then Evans pulls out the knife and then things kind of get more even. And then ultimately would you say he had his knife out. That's true. I would say that. Uh, and then, and then like, and then Colleen week shows up and shoots him, which was weird. I, mm-hmm. I was not expecting that at all. Um, yeah. And then she shoots Gosling in the leg. And he's like, can I just go over here and bleed for a little bit? And then she goes into this long plan and then just goes, he, I love how he raises his hand too. She's yeah. like, what is this, a question? He goes, do I get to live in your plan? Yes. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just, I don't know. I really had a good time with this movie. It, it, it really made me laugh and I'm, I'm here for it. It was, there were a lot of moments that were kind of unexpected humor. And I think it, is partially to the uh, credit of the actors. I mean, I'm sure that some of that stuff was not scripted uh, from Chris Evans and from Ryan Gosling, um, because I think both of them are think pretty quick on their feet. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there were some moments that were just, even though I feel like it's supposed to be mostly a serious movie, um, there are, like you said, uh, it, it doesn't take itself seriously. 
you know. I mean, oh, and, yeah, and you see that in the scene where he's handcuffed to the bench, and he's like, "Could you know?" Chris Evans is like, "Could somebody please shoot the guy that's handcuffed to the bench?" Yeah, right. <laughs> so I love when movies are silly like that, and they call themselves out. That to me makes it okay. Yeah, yeah, and in that same scene where Gosling is uh, shooting the the two uh, guards or policemen that are coming at him, and then he goes to shoot the handcuff to let himself free, and it's out of ammo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that like that whole scene was so it was shot so well because we're going to get a little technical. The things that I like about when a, when you have a fight scene like this a choreography, the the directors do something really great. They establish where we are, right? We're in this courtyard. And Gosling even says you should clear the courtyard. He steals the weapon, fires in the air so we can clear the courtyard. So we get some bystanders out of the way. And then when the vehicles start coming in with the mercenaries and they start shooting, we know where everyone is. There's a lot of times in action movies, you don't really know where people are and it's confusing. And, and I think the director wants you to be confused. You don't, they don't want you to know where things are because then it's easier to hide other things. But like this movie felt like specifically in this scene, we're going to use a lot of wide shots, right? I mean, there's a lot of shots of Gosling hiding behind that stone bench, which how thankful for him is that it was a stone bench, right? But Or concrete or whatever. But there's a lot of shots that are really wide where you see the truck coming in and then the police SWAT coming in and the guy with the grenade launcher and there's a guy with a machine gun, like a legit belt-fed machine gun. I mean, these guys had more you know armaments than the U.S. military. And... Uh-huh. And I just that everything in that scene was so well done and shot and the action was so intense. I really, really, I mean, I can't express, it's hard to express in a podcast how good the action is in this, in this movie. But it's just like, I wanted to turn the volume up, but I couldn't because I was going to wake my kids up. (laughs) Well, I felt like that they did that intentional because the main bad guy they, one of their issues with him was he doesn't care if he kills bystanders or, you know, he doesn't care about anybody who's collateral damage. And that was Ryan Gosling. I think they were trying to differentiate why Ryan Gosling is the good guy, even though he lives in the gray and he's, you know, came from prison is he's trying to save these bystanders and he doesn't want collateral damage. And so I felt like that whole scene was really trying to showcase the difference between him and the actual evil dude who he never really got his day. Like he still needs to have it coming. Right. I think what they also do is like you had mentioned, the action was so well shot is because more often than not in these action sequences too, is they do a lot of quick cuts and things like that, which you didn't get a lot of here. So it's very easy to get confused. Maybe they do it because, Hey, in actual action sequences, this is how gunfights, you know, go about, but it was fluid. I think is the word that I want to use. Like everything was very fluid. You're like, you're like you said, you knew who the bad guys were. You knew where the cops were and you knew where obviously Ryan Gosling was. And then you also, you know, it was very, and then the car chase scene where, you know, Anna de Amos is driving up the street and that whole sequence was just fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I mean like, Oh, my voice cracked. That was awkward. Um, one of my favorite moments in that, in that train sequence is when, Gosling is on the roof of the train and he's got a gun and he looks in the reflection of the buildings and sees Uh the bad guy walking up. So he knows when to shoot like that's So clever. I love it. When my little things like that, you know, 
I love it when my heroes are clever, where it's yeah. it's more than just brute strength or luck. Now, obviously, yeah. yeah, he obviously has yeah. a lot of plot armor happening. I mean, there was a lot of bullets flying near him, but oh, there he was mush. His his ribs and everything else were mush. <laughs> he gets hit by cars, thrown out of a plane. Like, yeah, but aside, it's those like those John smart things. Yeah, it's it's those little moments where the reflections, or you should you see him being smart and actually feeling these injuries, where you're like. All right, I can set that stuff aside and appreciate what they're giving us right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and those fight scenes, I mean, they were, some of them were like dance scenes. It was like watching, you know, Shang-Chi when they did like the dance slash fight scene. They were just, they flowed so well. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, the, the other things that really I really uh, keyed in on was the, uh, obviously, the, the, the fight scene in the hospital with the guy uh, I forgot his name anyway the other guy I forgot his name but yes the guy who also turns morally gray and it's like these people are so weird well he's he basically says they are without honor uh, Avik San I think is his name his real name oh yeah he was so funny yeah. they were choking each other yeah yeah and then he just but like he he walks in the room and just like stabs Gosling in the hand and it's so funny like Gosling is just like he's like mad like you know what I'm saying like it's just he just stands there. He's like, really? You know, you just it's stabbed me with mad. a... It's like inconvenience. Yeah, you just <laughs> stabbed me with a pocket knife. And now, now I got to fight you and whatever. But then you think he's actually a really good fighter. And he he he, he kicks both of their butts pretty pretty good, which, of course, leads to that funny bit about the loaded gun and and all that stuff. So <laughs> that was yeah. that was pretty funny, though. I, I did like... I mean, because it's like it's a, it's a bit, right? It's obviously a bit. And then there's, there's payoff later, right? You know, because then later we get the joke of... You know, they find that she says, hey, if you're going to pick up that guy's gun, make sure it's loaded like there's, you know, and then we get again to toss later, which we've already mentioned. But but it's also a bit that like there's some truth to it. I'm not going to throw you a loaded gun, you know, up a building, (laughs) whereas in a regular movie, a regular action flick, you know, not only would he do that, but, you know, you're you're throwing guns left and right or whatever. So it's I, I like that. Um couple other bits that I really enjoyed. Again, more clever stuff. We haven't really talked about it yet. So when he gets trapped in the in the pit, right, in the trap door thing, and he makes like the, the gun whatever explosion door thing. I, my only question is, is that did he know bad guys were there or was it just good timing? I think, I think it was just good timing. I think he knew they were coming and was ready to make it happen when they were there. Yeah. I think he but, probably saw shadows. I imagine. Well, yeah. In my mind, he was setting up the, uh, the, the guy that trapped him. Like yeah. he was trying to get him and they, yeah. and they just happened to come in at that time. So yeah. I just thought it was kind of good timing. I, I will say that some of the reviews that I read, um, before the show tonight were again, re- referring to the book and saying that in the book, he is much smarter than he is in the movie. Like he's smart in the movie, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe that does show that he was planning for these guys to come in. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I even if he was there on the way. Yeah. 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 I think oh, you're yeah, right. He I knew think... he was like a bounty. Like, yeah. Yeah. He knew why he had been dropped in that pit, but I love the whole like swimming up thing. I feel like there's been other movies before where I've seen it and I'm just like, well, why don't they just wait until it fills up and swim up? I don't see what the issue is. And I love that they actually did that. Yeah. Any, 
I mean, he he builds this whole thing with the stuff in his backpack and and I mean, he MacGyvered the hell out of that thing. And yes, <laughs> yes, this movie could have been called MacGyver 2022. Right. I mean, he does MacGyver <laughs> it. And uh-huh. I just I just it, that scene was really, really cool. I just I also like how he knew the trap was coming. He just didn't see it like he was looking for the trap. Right. When. Yeah. When the photographer is taking all these pictures, like he, something is off. And he's trying to figure out what it is, and he doesn't sense the trap door until he falls down and you know nearly you know breaks an ankle. I mean, you're right. His his lower extremities in this movie take a beating between the airplane bit where he falls out and has to like hitch a ride with that guy down. I'm sure that landing wasn't comfortable. Oh, without a doubt. Um, and then the fall down the pit, and then getting hit by a car, and then getting he jumps off the train onto another car, which I'm sure probably felt really great. Uh there's some other things too. Yeah. He, he, he goes shot a couple times. <laughs> stabbed in the stabbed. hand. Yeah. Yeah. He gets stabbed a lot. Or he one stabbed of them a bunch stabbed of Chris Evans stabs, stabs him yeah. a few times. Well, and then the, in the fight in the hospital, he gets stabbed with those big scissor things and he calls him an uh-huh. amateur. He's like, he missed my liver and kidneys. Amateur, you know, <laughs> <laughs> again, he's more annoyed than anything else. He's just an inconvenience. Oh, it's so good. A uh, couple other notes I have here before we play some clips. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of notes on this movie. Um, I did write, Hey, that's the guy from Bridgerton. So we haven't really mentioned him yet. Um, the, the very attractive. Yes. The bad guy. Uh, yeah. The head CIA bad guy, Carmichael. I can't re- I can't pronounce his first name. Reggie, Reggie, Jean page. Oh, the main bad dude. That's cool with killing. Like, no, not Chris uh, Evans. Yeah, like he's he's the the overall bad guy, the, the who's hiding the thumb drive of all the things that he's done evilly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he's he's from Bridgerton. He was the one of the main love interests in Bridgerton. So as soon as he was, we saw him on screen, it was both weird to see him with an American accent, and of course, be to see him as a bad guy. But I mean, I thought he was good. He's a trope, right? He's a one-dimensional trope. He's a bad guy. He gets angry. He throws things. He's willing to screw whoever, screw over whoever, I should say. Yeah, he filled his role. Yeah, and it was fine. I think you mentioned, Lauren, I think you mentioned like there's, or maybe Matt, I don't remember, sorry, that the possibility of a sequel. I do think this movie sets up a sequel because- They actually announced already that they're doing some spinoff stuff. Well, they mentioned several times the old man, and we don't know who that is. Right. And like they keep talking about the old man, and we don't know who that is. I mean, somebody, we, we know, they allude in the movie multiple times that somebody is elevating Carmichael, and we don't know who that is. So I do think at some point we're going to have to find out who that is. And I'm here for it. If the Russo brothers directed, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Full stop. Same. Uh. So when I take my notes, I sometimes will make predictions. And uh, in this case, I was wrong. I thought uh, Ana de Armas, or Armas, as you pronounce it, is I thought she was going to be a bad guy. Uh, and the only reason why I thought that, this is true, Apple will not let you use an iPhone as a character if you're a bad guy. You can only be a good guy. So if you're ever watching a movie and they're holding oh a phone, gosh. Take, a look, take a look. If it's an iPhone, they're a good guy. If it's not, they could be a bad guy. So it's like huh. the new smoking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a contract. They have it all. So the, so the girl, the niece. <laughs> I didn't know that. 
Oh yeah, it's that's it, hilarious. It, yeah, it's yeah. A, I'm it's glad a, I have an iPhone. It makes me feel like a better person. Yeah, well, of course you are, and not just because <laughs> of that, but for other reasons, I'm sure. But yeah, so she, so Anna de Armas is she has like a Samsung in the beginning of the movie, and I thought, ooh, she's gonna be a bad guy. Um, but I guess she kind of wasn't. I think she was kind of again. Everyone in this movie is kind of in the gray. Well, not everybody. Her and Gosling are both kind of in the gray. I mean, they have their moral compass, but I think for the most part, they're kind of operating in the gray. There's obviously some, you know, true, true bad guys, but it doesn't feel like there's any one person that's a good guy. You know, that makes sense. My grandmother has a Samsung, Sean, and, uh, is she a bad guy? I don't know how I feel about her anymore. She's not a good guy. (laughs) What is, what is she doing her time off? Like, what's going on? Is she running is, a sort of CIA opera? Is she uh, strangling cats? She runs a drug ring. Yeah, a meth lab. Nice. Meth lab. Well, <laughs> the hills of North Carolina, which, by the way, I forgot to mention, uh, Andrew, and I think this is interesting. So you could do, uh, yeah. Matthew and Lauren mentioned that their, you know, their host show, Hops News. Uh, I was talking to the host of that, and he's from, he lives in Boone, North Carolina. Yep. So we've been there before. Yes, we have. In fact, um, we're, we're, I'm <laughs> going several years there. Yeah, I'm going back there uh, in a few uh, uh, once the football season starts. And I think we're going to try to plan up and meet and, you know, shake hands. And, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to see him there then. Yeah. He's yeah, at every yeah, home he's game. Yeah. Yeah. Big wow. football fan. Appalachian. Cool. Yeah. That's where we went. Andrew and I went and Sam. Yeah. We went to App State. And uh, huh. yeah, he graduated uh, about 10 years after I did. So I'm old. Which is fine. Geriatric millennial. Geriatric millennial. That's right. That's the phrase. I think I'm a geriatric millennial too. Yeah. That's fine. I think you and I think we're actually we're all basically the same age. Uh, yeah, it's not. He's younger. Oh. He's just a millennial. He's not a geriatric one. Mm. The, mm. Yeah, young buck. That's true. No, it's okay. That's okay. Uh, He's a young buck. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps the show young. Yeah. I, I work on a college campus, so I mean Andrew works off in a high school, so we're around young people all the time. They make us feel old. <laughs> yeah, I got a few of them living in my house. <laughs> uh, Russo brothers love a good Russo brothers. Excuse me, love a good USB prop. Uh, I felt like this was kind of the same uh, <laughs> same bit from Winter Soldier. Mm. Uh, let's see. Okay. Last thing, uh, oh, finger torture really bothers me. Oh, I always have a hard time with finger torture. If, uh, we saw that. Anyone same- who doesn't owns a Samsung because yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is just terrible. Uh, I love it. <laughs> um, what was that movie Andrew, we watched? American Assassin or American Spy with uh, uh, the kid and Batman. Help me out, somebody. The kid and Batman. Batman. Who played Batman? <laughs> Um, Christian well, Bale, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is like a CIA guy. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh, it is American, just, American, yeah, American Assassin. Yeah. American Assassin. Yeah. Michael Keaton gets his fingernails whooped out too. And he just, mm-hmm. just like in this movie, he's just like screaming and laughing at the guy doing it. Uh, I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. Yeah. I can't even, if I cut my cuticle too close, I, I, <laughs> you know, yeah, same. I'm a giant weenie. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the last thing I want to mention about the drones. My favorite drone shot by far is when they're sneaking into the hospital and the mm. drone flies over the head of all the, of the crowd and then goes into the hospital and then turns around where the transition is to the handheld camera as they're walking 
into the hospital. It was so mm-hmm. well done. I was yeah. so impressed. I said out loud, cool drone shot. I mean, mm-hmm. it was that stuff really got me. But that was really awesome. Agreed. You know, I, I don't know when we started using drones in, in film, uh, but, you know, the the thing that I think you shared it, Sean, uh, that one shot that was like going into a bowling alley and between people's legs that yeah. somebody did, which I, I think that was proven that it wasn't a full no, it was a, it was a one shot, but it was, was it? it was you know, they did four or five takes of it, but it was very planned. It was it was uh, maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it wasn't but, like you know, a on the spot thing. It was yeah, yeah choreographed. But that that's the first time that I can remember seeing something filmed really well with a good quality camera on a drone because you know I, I still think drone shots. I think of you know the images we see from Iran or Afghanistan or something that. It's all grainy and right from a distance. Yeah, like yeah. a film camera. Yeah, right. I mean, they've been probably using drones for the last four or five years, but they're usually just like establishing shots, right? It's here's a shot of the city. Here's a, you know, just those establishing shots where it doesn't matter. You know, it, it's now cheaper to shoot that than to hire a helicopter. You know, it, like that's, be- yeah. that's becoming more popular. But the fact that they're using them for in action shots is I think mm-hmm. pretty new. I don't, I don't know if this movie can take credit for being the first to do it. There's probably been some independent films that have done it because they didn't have a choice. They can't afford, it's cheaper to buy uh, an expensive drone than to buy a steady cam rig. Yeah. You know, so, and if you're one of those like teenagers that bought a drone and you became like this expert drone flyer, I'm sure there's a job for you in Hollywood somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time I've tried to fly one that ends up flying into a ceiling or, yeah. you know, getting stuck in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not easy to maneuver at all. I mean, I'm sure they, they get better every year, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, those are probably, you know, guys wearing goggles and, you know, really expensive controllers and they have a lot of, a lot of practice and a lot of prep and, I mean, especially the shot into the hospital. They they probably practiced that, you know, 20 times before they tried to shoot it or something. I don't know. It just, there's so many things that can go wrong with that, you know. Uh, you know, the, the the drone pilot misses and crashes into the side of the building or something like that. There's there's lots of ways to make that dangerous. Uh, anyway, anything else you guys want to say before I play some clips? No? no. All right. No, I think, think we're good. we covered it all. All right. I got some good clips here, and I'll start with this one. I'm sending Suzanne to assist. I'd rather you punch me in the dick. I will gladly punch you in the dick, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love that. I had to. I, I captured that because it was funny, but then it reminded me of this, and Andrew will appreciate this. And I'm going to punch that bleaker kid in the wiener next time I see him. Matt. There you go. Yeah. I almost said that, but then I figured, no, Sam's, I mean, Sean's probably got that queued up. So. Yeah, I, I actually was ready for it this time. And th- usually when I'm, I'm, I'm bad about it, I was, I was ready for it. Like the whole flare gun situation was, was the thing. I can't believe I don't have that handy. Oh, well, that's fine. Uh, I, Andy, was that a pun because it's handgun? No, I didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> You're better at this than I am. Uh, no, we watched the movie Sahara. I keep all of our clips. 
uh, from movies. And I just, you know, do a nice big long uh, search here. And I was looking for the flare gun bit and I can't find it. So that's fine. Not a problem. Time for, let's see, this one here was funny. Uh, yeah. You know what makes me sad, Don? Your small hands. So how's the private sector treating you? Does it pay as well as they say, or do you spend most of your time strangling cats? Who likes cats? I like cats. There you go. I edited that, but I liked the bit when he says your small hand. <laughs> it made me think of those Burger King commercials <laughs> with the little hands. Oh my gosh, you're right. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. We've got, what is this one? Number three. Uh, oh yeah, this is good. Let me give you a word of advice, Lloyd. Hmm. They say that life and its most unadorned expression is a battle of wills. Six's will is preternatural compared to yours. Don't say preternatural to me. It's an asshole word. You're a child. It's <laughs> an asshole word. I like that. You know, we, we did not mention about how amazing Billy Bob Thornton was in this. I just yeah. love that he can just be so good at whatever role he's in, whether, you know, he's a POS or French a good guy daters. who's right. Uh, yes, I said yeah. that when we were talking about French <laughs> fried potatoes. I love that movie. It's yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, anytime I make French fries, I have to say that. My kids have no idea what I'm talking about. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's funny. By the way, I found it. Rudy! I shot a guy with a flare gun. Cool. The reason why I couldn't find it is because I spelled flare gun wrong. <laughs> uh, that's why it didn't come up. So there you go. Anytime there's a flare gun, I played that clip. So I'm going to keep that handy uh, right there. Okay. Uh, this one? So unless you want our name spilled across every news alert on every phone in every pocket on earth, shut up and go sit in the corner. Hmm. Shut up and go sit in the corner. Do you have the one about why he's walking funny? No. That was, that was a great moment. No, I didn't, but that is funny. <laughs> it's like, I shot in the ass. Yeah. I've already seen a few TikToks with that <laughs> sound. Nice. Uh, as an IT professional as I am, I uh, really appreciated this. Well, get it back on before I beat you to death with that keyboard. There you go. <laughs> nice yep uh i didn't capture any of the part about don't you know not throwing the loaded gun but this is her her response to that if you're gonna take his gun make sure he's loaded there you go <laughs> uh here's a little bit of chris evans monologuing now normally at this point in the night i wouldn't be sticking around with the house lights about to come on i find a desperate ugly chick to lick my wounds and split but you have been a pebble in my shoe since the very beginning his his whole monologue is like four minutes long. I thought about capturing a bunch of it, but that was kind of the the best part, in my opinion. Well, he he might not have a pebble in his shoe. It might be a blister from not wearing yeah. socks with those shoes. <laughs> well, he does. I mean, he literally takes his shoe off at one point and dumps out all the rocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, like oh, yeah, like they does. literally, you know, he says the joke and then a minute, like in their first kind of foray at each other, he literally sits down and dumps rocks out of his shoes. Uh, and I'm also contractually obligated. If you say the name of the movie in your movie, I must capture it. He told Chris Hardy of the best operatives in the world. Why would I waste an asset? Like he spits that? his gray man. He's not going to do anything you say. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, yeah, cool. So this part of the game, or it's time for the game, and this week the game is sponsored by... It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it you always talk all the time? I can't understand I why this, this, is voice this is the Merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are Mondo, some are just... Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage. And now for some more bad news. Ready? It is time to play. Hey, did you notice? This is the game where Andrew comes up with things that are in the movie that are rather obscure and things we probably didn't notice because they were shooting a lot of guns. Uh, Just a heads up. I have to hop off in a minute. I didn't realize the time my wife has a project she has to do, I guess. So just a heads up. Okay. Well, that's fine. Then uh, just stick around until you got to go. And in the game, this will be a back and forth. So it's going to be you two versus me. And so you guys can uh, can collaborate and go back and forth. You guys get the first question. If you get it wrong, I I have a chance to steal. Best out of five wins. I would say normally I would send you stickers, but I've already sent you stickers. So when I get new stickers, I will send you new stickers. All right. Let's play. All right, so uh, Lauren and Matthew, you guys are going to go first. Um, question number one: What year is six original originally eligible for parole? Twenty thirty something. Matt, you want to elaborate? Was like twenty thirty two. I can't remember. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's your final answer. Yeah, I guess. What did we answer? <laughs> 2032. <laughs> All right, that works. All right, that's incorrect, Sean. I thought it was 2031. It is 2031. Aww. See, but if you average my answer and Matt's answer, <laughs> we were correct. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, Sean, this question goes to you. In our first fight scene with Six, he stabs three of Sierra Four's security or or uh, buddies there with three different items. What are they? Jeez, oh, um, one of them was a hairpin. Was yeah, a hair like a, hair thingy. Yeah, yeah. One of them. That's one. One of them looked like a fondue stabber skewer. Okay. Like a like a long thin and we do fondue at the house. You know what fondue sticks sure. are? Yeah, the little yeah, fondue yeah, yeah. skewer. I know what that is. And that, that means that's not the correct answer. And uh, the third one was speaking of Captain America and Peggy Carter. You do fondue? Sorry, I'm trying to distract you so you lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and the last one was just a steak knife. All right. Uh. We're going to go on to Matt and Lauren. <laughs> Do you guys have a guess? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. At the beginning of this movie, I was my husband and I were not paying the most attention. <laughs> yeah, I was just enjoying the ride. I'll be honest. I can't so remember. Was I. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's the point of the game is that, yeah, Andrew is mean. Yeah. So, yes, the, it was a hair uh, hairpin or a uh, like a chopstick type stick. I don't know what ladies call those, but yes. Uh, the second one was chopstick a steak knife. Stick? I think I'm going to guess chopstick. Yeah. 
the second one was a steak knife. Okay. Not a fondue uh, skewer. No, I got and then knife. the third one was a broken champagne bottle. Oh, the broken champagne oh, bottle. Champagne bottle. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, I got two yeah. out of three. Two out of three. Yeah. I don't give you the point, though. That's fine. All right. <laughs> uh, so, Lauren and Matt, back to you. Um, upon clearing Four's body while looking for the drive, they take his wristwatch, phone, money clip, a lighter, and one more item. What was really it? I hoping the answer was going to be watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the USB drive. You said that. No, that's in the necklace because he took that already. Is it a picture of somebody he cares about? No. I have no idea. I can't remember. We're terrible. I don't know. All right, Sean. <laughs> say the items that they say it again, Andrew. All right. So they list them and then somebody reads this back to them yeah. on the phone. Uh, so we have a uh, wristwatch, phone, money clip, a lighter, and one other item. Is it a ring? That's not even our turn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, I, I know you say money clip, but for some reason I thought that he had like a wallet on him too. Well, yeah, they show, it's like a wallet with a clip on it. Oh, okay. And that, that's, they, they call that a money clip. No. That's what they show in the, in the, all right. The answer is a pin. No. He had a pen. A pen. Yeah. Okay. Like a pen you write with or like a yeah. pen? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um, Sean. Yeah. Back to you. Mm-hmm. During the conversation with Claire at the pool where she's sitting on his jacket, mm-hmm. she points out the tattoo of the name uh, Sisyphus, which is the, uh, the Greek story, uh, you know, tattooed on his left arm. On his right forearm, there's another tattoo. Gosh, take it. What was it? Uh, it's, um, it's the banjo from two episodes ago. I don't know. No, I don't think I've seen this same movie. I think I don't know. (laughs) There is a. It says mom. There is a bronco or a horse on his forearm, tattooed on his forearm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last question. There you go. Time go go for the tie. Okay. And if you do get a tie, I do have a tiebreaker. Um, what level? or floor of the hospital at the end of the movie uh, was six being kept on. You see them in the elevator. They descend. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. They descend to a certain floor. But what floor was it? It was the basement, lower level. How low can you go? (laughs) This isn't fair. We don't have basements in Florida. (laughs) I feel prejudiced against. I'm going to go with six because Sean was holding up six. That is incorrect. It was six. He said, I had the clip. You bamboozled me. I was does six. He, does he say that in the clip? He's, I don't, I don't have the actual, I have, I mean, gosh dang it. He says the sixth floor. Where, what floor is he being kept on? Six. It's the most secure one. I could have swore that he says six. Oh, now I'm, what, what, what yeah, do you think it is? I guess I'll figure it out. Well, on screen, it shows when they get off of the elevator, it's basement level three, B3. Basement. We should get half credit. I think you should, I think you should get whole credit because the movie said <laughs> six. You. Now, if they say six, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm. Could be a continuity error there. I'm. I'm annoyed by that. 
Because why would All they right, say we'll, one thing and then show you something else, you know? All right, well, we'll throw like that. There's no 13th floor. As as the let's throw that question here, here, hang in there. Just, let's, just just real quick. It? I mean, I, I have it pulled up right here. Okay. Nope, almost. Because this was the last clip I played. Uh, I pulled Go. from. Where are they keeping six? Basement, most secure floor. Oh gosh, dang it! Oh yeah, see. Uh, Where are they uh, keeping six in the basement? Gosh dang it! I yeah. tried to help so you. So they out. didn't even say three. You just had to have seen it. Yeah. Gosh yeah. dang it! I wow, could have swore these are these. intense questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll just go ahead and, and read my tiebreakers tie because they're fun. Um, what type of gun does Fitz offer? E either of you can answer. It's, I don't know. Uh, Fitz at the beginning of the movie offers him some gum. While he's uh, oh, it's watermelon flavored, uh, fruit stripe watermelon flavored or something. Oh, fruit stripe! Not fruit no, stripe. fruit stripe. Oh. His last six seconds, he wouldn't have. Yeah. He wouldn't have talked for fruit stripe. But it was it was watermelon flavored. I don't remember what. I think he's right. Yeah, I remember because he made. He's like, I'm Lauren not. Lauren has to wrap this up because I actually have to go. I am so sorry. See you, Matt. Thanks for coming on. Thank, I am yeah, so sorry. Thank you. That's okay. Bye, guys. See ya. It was a bubblelicious watermelon wave. Hey, nice. you got watermelon. Yeah. And then I did have a, a another question just for fun. How many trombones were in the band at the funeral oh that Fitz gosh. attended? <laughs> <laughs> Why you counted that? I think it was seven. I don't know. It was it was like in my face as they as they marched by and there were two of them. Oh, so I was yeah. probably yeah, okay. So seven was a bit much. Nice. Yeah. I like it. So I don't really know who won this. <laughs> uh, we're gonna call it. A, we're gonna call it. A, we'll call it a draw. We'll call it a draw because I cheated and, and tried to help them out, but I was wrong because I misheard the quote. So uh, I didn't know there was levels of basements. Anyway, I mean, I guess that makes sense to an extent, but I just yeah. I only remembered basement. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> did Matt by chance uh, send you? I know he'd leave. Did he send you like a an out of ten or anything like that? Our, our, our score, Lauren. Oh yes. Um, I don't. Did he send me his score? Yeah, you just mean? yeah, just have just text him real quick and just say, hey, what would you give this movie out of ten? That way we can have it for the the thing. So um, before we before we go on real quick, um, there is a TV series. Now I have not looked into this at all. Uh, I just saw it pop up. It's top ten on IMDb this week. This uh, this is why I saw it. It is called The Old Man. Yeah, and it is a former CIA officer who's living off the grid. Finds himself on the run from people that want to kill him. Um, and it's Jeff Bridges, right? I think. Yeah. Jeff, um, the, the old man is um, Thanos. Um, what's his name? Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, the, the old man. Josh in this Brolin. Movie, thank you. Josh Brolin. Thank you. Not, not uh, Jeff Bridges. But he's in the movie too, I think. Is he? I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. But anyway, I, I saw that, and, and we were talking about the old man in this movie, and I thought, I wonder if these are related in any way. I don't know. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm wrong. So it is Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is the lead. John Lithgow. What am I thinking of? Seven. Isn't there a movie called The Old Man? Uh, I don't know. I don't either. It's fine. doesn't matter. What matters I say, is all I knew is that Josh Brolin was Thanos. That was the only bit of information. I yeah, you're injured. all you're all over it. <laughs> uh, um, so Matt did give me his score. Awesome, that's great. 
Uh, all right. Well, time for uh, this. Excuse me while I whip this out. This is where we give the movie. Uh, no, this is where we play our top three uh, is what I was trying to say. Uh, this is our top three. And our movie, our category this week is movies with the CIA, CIA movies. So uh, I will uh, let Lauren go first. All right. So I got Tenant. Okay. And Some of All Fears. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to throw you for uh, somewhat of a loophole, and I'm going to say The Interview. Uh, Yeah. Nice. (laughs) The Interview. (laughs) Oh, I don't know why I forgot about that movie, but yes. All right. Uh, You won't have masks. It wasn't great. It's fine. It was it's, just entertaining. Give was, me a minute and I'll get yeah. Matt's. Yeah, get Matt's. actually discussed them beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do mine while uh, you're getting those. So I did four. Uh, so my honorable mention is going to be sneakers because they're uh-huh. barely in it at the end. It's not a CIA movie. They're kind of in it at the end, but it's an excuse to say sneakers. So I'm going to say it. So my number three is American Ultra. Okay. That we did with Jesse Eisenberg and. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. My number two is Red, Retired, Extremely Dangerous, Bruce Willis uh-huh. movie. I liked that movie a lot. That's a, That was a good one. That was almost, almost made mine. Yeah. And my number one, speaking of Jack Ryan from Some of All Fears, I picked The Hunt for Red October. Yeah. My favorite. Of that was going to make my list, but I figured it would be on yours. So. Yeah. I, well, it's because you know it's yeah. a favorite of mine. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Andrew, what you got? Um, I too had, uh, I have four, um, I too had the interview and red. So I'll go ahead and red. (laughs) I'll say red too, uh, uh, make that on my list. And then at number, uh, two, I had 13 hours with John Krasinski. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then number one, I have true lies. Oh, Oh, I forgot that was a CIA movie. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. I would, that's my number four. So Actually, that's my number one. Yeah, True Lies is great. And uh, yeah, and 13 Hours, probably one of my favorite Michael Bay movies. I mean, it's a really good movie. And yeah, when, when people hear that it's Michael Bay, they go, oh, really? But no, seriously, it's it's good. <laughs> check, check it out. I haven't out. seen that. I'll have to check that one out. It's, it's the Benghazi story, right? So like you've heard oh, about. Oh, okay. Um. Sorry, it, I got distracted by Twitter, and I'll explain why in just a second. Uh, basically, it's the it's the non-political story behind Benghazi. It's just the story of the soldiers that were there, that were under siege, that eventually got away and whatever. So if you want to know the Hollywood kind of, you know, it's, it's obviously, obviously Hollywooded up a little bit, but from what I've read, it's very true to the accounts that the soldiers told of what happened that day. And again, there's no, there's no political, it's not any, whatever. It's just, this is what happened. So if you want a good war story and you want to see John Krasinski with a beard doing badass things, go Amen. watch 13 warriors, 13 hours. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to, I'm going to change, change a movie on my list. Okay. Uh, I'm going to trade out red Two for bridge of spies. Okay. Yeah. That is a good movie. Yeah. It is. I like that. And it's Tom Hanks. Anytime I can talk about Tom Hanks film, okay. I'm going to. That's fair. All right. Yeah. I have a Matt's list. Yeah, great. Go so for it. He's got Mission Impossible, 
Born Identity and Atomic Blonde. All right. Nice. Very cool. Uh, Twitter uh, jumped in with a, uh, we had a few from Twitter and by a few, I mean one uh, good friend of the show. Listener Maxton gave us safe house and central intelligence. I don't know if he, oh, actually, that's uh, the rock and uh, Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you, st- if you think the rock is in it, then Kevin Hart's <laughs> probably going to be in it too. I was right. going to say, are they end movies without each other? Yeah, there was a time. There was a time. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite, probably my favorite rock, the rock movie, the uh, Dwayne Johnson movie is um, the rundown and Kevin Hart's not mm. anywhere near that movie, but the mm. Kevin Hart character is Sean William Scott. It's basically the same person. <laughs> so thank you, Maxton. He was the only one that participated. I got two other comments, which is what really th- threw me off. So someone posted two out of five chuds. Uh, I guess they're giving me their score. For okay, their I guess their podcast does chuds as you know from two to five, so they didn't like it a lot. And then I get what distracted me is it the the tweet was hidden and it said this this tweet may contain uh, offensive material, and it had oh, to I hit I, I had to hit the show button, <laughs> and I thought well, who posted something offensive on my tweet, and it's. And I'm not going to say who it is. It just says, wow, this sounds awesome. Would you wish your podcast to become popular and heard by millions of active audience globally? Like, I just got a podcast promotion on my tweet for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That has never happened. Legit, that's never happened. So I don't know if that means we've, we've, we've esteemed, we've, we've raised to the level where we're now getting spam from podcast promoters. I don't know. But yeah. Go High level spam. Go the Congratulations. hell. Some, I'm glad I was on this episode where you made it. Yeah. Yeah. Go somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your stuff on my, on my whatever. Uh, that's it. That was it. Okay. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give the podcast, not the podcast, the movie, a score from one or zero to 10. I don't think anybody's going to give this movie a zero, but uh, we start with Andrew. Okay. I have already closed IMDb. I usually tell what we what we have on that one. By the way, I found out what I was thinking of. Uh, the um, old boy is uh, Josh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin. I got those yeah. conflated. Uh, 6.5 is what this is on IMDb. All right. I'm, I'm going to go a little higher uh, for the camera work, for the acting. We, we didn't mention um, the character of Claire, the, the girl who played Claire, Julia Butters. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was really, really good. Um, just, uh, snarky enough while at the same time, um, you could tell she's kind of vulnerable as an actor because of her illness and she's doing a great job there, but none of the actors did a bad job. Like it's already been said tonight. Um, but, uh, because of those two factors, I'm going to go a little higher. So I'm going to say a, uh, 7.2 out of 10. All right. Uh, Lauren. So I went uh, with a seven out of 10. Um, I liked it, but again, I just felt the story was lagging and uh, Matt liked it a smidge better. He gave it an eight out of 10. All right. That's very good. Uh, I also liked this movie a lot. I had a good time with it. Um, I'm not going to scroll back and look what I got. I did for extraction, but you know, I like this just under extraction. I mean, 
we've watched now, Andrew, I don't know off the top of my head, we've probably watched seven or eight, nine, you know, made for streaming films. Yeah. But this and Extraction are my, you know, two favorites. I mean, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of movies like Red Notice, which I was reading the trivia. There's two pieces of trivia I actually want to mention that were pretty great. One was that this movie was, in fact, as of 2022, the most expensive movie made for trivia, including Red Notice. Red Notice was also a $200 million movie and The Irishman uh, at $250 million. Yeah. But Did anyone finish The Irishman? I <laughs> No. No. I, I, I had it on my you know like watch list and then never played it. Yeah. I feel like I started it's just it's a very long movie and I usually very much so like movies like that. It just I don't think I know anybody who got to the end. <laughs> I don't either. Uh but uh, I also haven't asked anybody. The other piece of trivia, I don't we don't read trivia a lot anymore, but this was great and Andrew you would appreciate this. The final set piece of the film is set and filmed at the Chateau de Chantilly north of Paris. This location was used for the World War I first-person shooter video game Battlefield 1 for the map Ballroom Blitz. Even though the Chateau was never involved in any actual battles during the Argonne Offensive, the film does stage a battle sequence through the location that closely resembles the multiplayer match in Battlefield 1. Like, huh. I didn't pick up on that, but now that I've said that, like, I totally see it. Which is great. So I played. Yeah. I well, played the hell out of Battlefield One. I, I never played that, so yeah, I, I wouldn't know. But I do appreciate it. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this movie a seven point nine uh, fireworks to the face. I had a good time with this. <laughs> I really liked it, and yeah, Actually, I, I want to change my rating to seven out of ten fingernails. Oh, because that's all he's got left. <laughs> there you go. Well, I don't think he has any left now. Well, I don't know. We see him pull two, and then the next scene is that they're heading towards Prague or but wherever. When, but when Billy Bob Thornton kapowies, uh, does fingernail survive that? Well, I guess you're right. I guess he has none. Uh, I do like his last little, his last line is boring. <laughs> and Kevin's <laughs> just says, I think he called him a douchebag or something, right? Then he says something like, oh, he douche or something like that. I can't remember what he said, but he throws one of his, his guys in the way. I love it. Yes, it was amazing. He like grabbed the guy as a human shield. Yeah. Oh, Evans is such a dick. In oh, this look movie. at that. Evans using a shield, but instead of being a vibranium frisbee as a human. <laughs> it's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, he's come a long way. Yes, he has. Uh, but that gives this movie a, a score of 7.525, which I think is pretty good. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's parked right around where we did Nightmare Alley. And... Some yeah. other, uh, that's also right around uh, gross point blank. I'm okay with that. I really am. Mm-hmm. I, I had a good time with this movie. I really did. So go watch it is what I'm saying. Invest two hours. Uh, Lauren, you're here to write fly solo, but again, tell our listeners where they can find your show and all that good stuff because my listeners, you should definitely check out their show. It's great. Um, so yeah, like I said at the beginning, we're part of Hops News. So if you want to find us on the podcast, you just search Hops News. And if you want to follow us on any of the socials, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Hops Geek News. So that's Hops with an S, like Hops that are in beer, Geek and News. And um, 
yeah, I mean, we have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, Matt's fantastic on the Twitter. He's very interactive. I handle the Instagram and most of the TikTok and he does the Facebook and the Twitter. And uh, it's a good time. If you're into any of the Star Wars, Marvel, DC, I mean, we did an episode about Jaws during Shark Week. So we really, it's really just stuff we we enjoy doing. Yep. And sometimes I make him do things he doesn't like, like a Supernatural episode. And sometimes he makes me do things I don't <laughs> like, like Lord of the Rings episode. So it's tip for tat. Nice. It's all fun. Yeah, I've been trying to weasel my way on your show for a while. One of these days I'll uh, I'll find a way in there. Just pick a topic and let us know. Okay. It's just with all the new stuff coming out too, we try to like, yeah. you know, do an episode. Like if Andor's coming out, we're going to do an episode about that beforehand and She-Hulk and whatnot. But yeah, it's been fun. We've made a lot of, uh, I mean, you guys know this, we've made a lot of amazing friends too through podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the same. I mean, like that's, I wish I would have realized how beneficial one Twitter was as a tool. Because again, we've been doing this show eight and a half years. And... I didn't start using Twitter as a tool, truly a tool until about, about two years ago and just didn't quite realize how beneficial it was. I mean, our numbers have gone up since then, but also having other podcasts as guests. I mean, we've had guests on before, but they were my buddies and, and you know, one of my buddies is a recording artist, which is pretty awesome. But like having other podcasters that are you know professionals has been really awesome and has really been a lot of fun. And yeah, making a lot of new friends. So you are a hundred percent right about that. That's that's been a lot of fun for 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 that. Absolutely. Uh that's it. That's our show, right? I have nothing more to say other than thank you all so much for listening. Go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. You can also check out our Patreon. We have a Patreon now. Go give us a dollar. That'd be great. Just you know, a buck a month to pay for. I mean, we have 400 episodes. In fact, I got to give you the update. We have a listener who's gone back and started from episode one. So Denise. Yes, Denise has done that. And she, as of today's recording, she is at episode 37. And um, she's gone through. Hi, Denise. She's gone through. Well, she she won't hear this for a long time. I was going to say it's going to take her a while. <laughs> this is the, the second week in a row I've said hello, and I, I know she won't hear it for a while. But yeah. We just want to say thanks for listening. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. So I did say I did uh, suggest to her when when she gets close to episode fifty, maybe we'll do a rewatch along of Star Crash. What do you think? That sounds oh like yeah, fun. yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Not do an episode, you know, I, just watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since the fiftieth uh, episode of the show. Lauren, have you ever seen Star Crash? I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's such a film. Star Crash. Imagine. <laughs> It was an Italian director who claims he had never heard of Star Wars, did a complete Star Wars ripoff in 1978. (laughs) And he called it Star Crash. He called it Star Crash, but it stars, well, the the two main stars are people you've never heard of, but it features um, the theatrical debut of, um, he's named David Hasselhoff. Yeah. How old is this movie? 1978. Oh, so it was a year after Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It was a year after. Right. And it was a cultural phenomenon when it came out and hit re- box office records and this person didn't hear about it. Yeah, exactly. And then... <laughs> gotcha. Uh, and then who's... Uh, Chris... Um, Christopher Plummer is also in it too. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the 
main bad guy, right? No, Christopher Plummer is he's the emperor, but in this world, the emperor is the good guy. It's the the emperor. He's the emperor, (laughs) but he's the good guy. It's the Count Zarthan who is the bad guy. Oh, they have a count too. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So was this movie like big in Germany? Because I heard they love Hasselhoff. There. I don't. I don't know. It it couldn't. It shouldn't have been big anywhere. It's 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 awful. I mean, it's ninja robots. There are ninja robots. There's some. Yeah. I mean, that's what battle droids essentially are, kind of. Yeah, there's a lot of bad stop motion. There's a lot of bad graphics. The the robot. <laughs> I gotta play it now. Uh, the robot. Um, so you know how C three PO has a British accent, and for mm-hmm. some reason. We're okay with that. But when you give your robot a southern accent, it sounds like this. You can't keep a good robot down. I did not edit that. That is That's how. like Tomater. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, my. What is this called again? Star Crash? Star Crash. You yeah. should definitely check it out. Star yeah. Crash. It's probably not oh streaming goodness. anywhere, but we'll we'll find it. So it, maybe it's on YouTube or something. I feel like Matt and I need to do like a. Uh, we've done a handful of uh, movie commentaries, not too many. Like we'll do yeah. those at the holidays, where we'll have fun facts that we recite while we're watching the yeah. movie. Um, and that might be a fun one to do. We've we've done that too. If legit, you do that. I I must be on. I have to call dibs on that because this movie is like a weird. <laughs> It has a weird place in my heart um, for this Maybe movie. Maybe that's how we'll kick off Star Wars month next year. Oh, I love it. I love it. Like April <laughs> like April Fool's. This would be a good April Fool's one or something. There you go. That's perfect. Or it could be Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Revenge of I Can't Believe You Made Me Watch This. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I was in the middle of my promo to say thank you uh, to all of our listeners. Uh, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cheap reviews. You know, just say, you know, a buck a month to say thank you for 400 episodes of content. You know, that would be great. Uh, also, we have a you know merchandise, so go buy some stuff from us there too. That would be cool. New stickers are coming. I promise. We just need to wait for the store to be, have a sale so I can make some stickers. Next week, next episode, if I'm right, next episode should be Edward Scissorhands. So next week we're doing Edward Scissorhands with a very oh, special nice. guest. I'm very excited for that. And then after that, I guess I'm going to tease it here. We have a very special like podcasting royalty, at least for me, guest. And we are doing my favorite movie of all time. We are watching Serenity. So Ah. it is happening. It's kind of a big deal because it was supposed to be our first episode ever and it didn't, it didn't work out. So 400 and, I don't know how many episodes it'll be. We're finally doing Serenity, and I'm very Andrew excited. Looks really excited. Well, I haven't seen it before. I mean, all the way through. I've seen parts, so I'm I kind of excited. Seen it either. You've never seen Serenity. I've seen no. some of it. No, that was it more makes for. You want to yell like Serenity now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. I love it, and I can't wait to talk about it. But I guess I have to. So, that all being said. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for being here. This was an absolute blast, and I'm so, so thrilled to have you on. And so on behalf of Lauren and Matt and Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for Edward Scissorhands. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.